We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 303. Our guest today is an equestrian lifestyle photographer and specializes at capturing moments at the end gate. She also was chosen as the WEF 2023 cover artist, where you see a stunning photo slightly from above of a horse and a champion ribbon blowing in the breeze. It is amazing. So without further ado, please welcome our guest today from Kate at the End Gate, Kate Kosnoff. Hi, Kate. Hi, how are you? Doing well. How are you? So good. Good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. It's such an honor. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell me first how you found yourself in the horse world to begin with. So my parents made the mistake of sending me to horse camp when I was about nine or Uh, 10. Classic. Classic, right? (laughs) And from then I was hooked. I remember I rode a horse named JJ and he was Bay. And I think that that's all I talked about for probably the next six months after that. So after a lot of pestering, I think my parents were just like, we've, we've got to give in. And I started taking lessons. Lessons turned into getting our first horse. And that was like 10 or 15 years ago. And here we are. Love it. Amazing. At what point did you know that you wanted a career within the industry? So when I was in college, I had classmates and friends who knew that they wanted to be scientists or doctors or things like that. And for me, it was horses. It's always been horses. But it wasn't clear to me from the outset that I could make a career, you know, in a way other than being a professional rider, a vet, you know, something very traditional. So I actually got my start in the industry by freelancing. Journalism was the first thing that I did. I'm actually an an English major. So I wrote for Horse Nation. I freelanced for Noel Floyd for a while. And then by learning from people in those publications, and especially women who had been kind of carving out their own niche, I realized like, oh, yeah, I could do the same thing too. Obviously, that's like a very romantic version of, you know, starting a business. But um, that was how I kind of realized that it was possible. From, I mean, I feel like that's kind of a similar feeling that I felt and that a lot of people feel as they are entering the horse world and kind of, you know, maybe in the era where that we grew up, um, there was that kind of stereotype that if you wanted to be a professional in the industry, it had to be as like a rider or trainer, um, where obviously there are so many other avenues to go in. So once you kind of started working within the equestrian industry, tell me a little bit about those kind of like beginning steps, positions, and kind of how it brought you to where you are today. Yeah. So my first kind of like real horse girl job was working as a daily editor at Noel Floyd. So my responsibilities there, I interviewed um, subjects for certain pieces that we were um, writing both online and in print. So that was professional riders, grooms, um, people that were in the industry who had unique stories to tell. 
I also was editing pieces, compiling photos, um, and really learning from the team there. That was a really incredible uh, place to get my my foot in the door. There were so many connections and, and truly so many different people from across the the globe. We interviewed Australian writers, people, you know, from all corners of the earth who had one thing in common, and that was horses. Um, So that was a really good foundation for me to kind of see what was up. I also was an intern at the Winter Equestrian Festival for a semester. I ditched college. Highly recommend doing that. (laughs) Um, And I worked in the marketing department there. So again, got some really good hands-on, like, kind of thrown into the lion's den of this is WEF um, and this is one of the biggest horse shows in the world and here's how it works. Um, So that was also a really great learning opportunity. Totally. Um, And then you began your photography career with, you know, like one camera, shooting Mm -hmm. photos of horses around the horse shows. What has it been like to create a business out of taking photos? I, my husband and I did wedding photography for a while. It's a big part of what we do over at My Equestrian Style, but um, it must have took a lot of courage to just kind of take that initial step and, and get started as a lot of equestrian photographers have to do. So tell me a little bit about that process. Yeah, so I grew up um, with always using my parents' cameras. Um, We are a Nikon household, so I still am a Nikon girl. And I just kind of always was intrigued by the art of photography. And again, crazy horse girl, what am I going to take pictures of? Horses. So it kind of went hand in hand. Um, My first ever session, I think I got paid $50. And I edited the photo in iPhoto. I'm not I'm not even proud of that. (laughs) Um, But I loved it. And it was just like, wow, this is something that I am so passionate about. You know, there's always going to be love between people and their horses. And for me, capturing that emotion is so exciting. So yeah, setting out on my own was hard. Um, It can be lonely working for yourself and, you know, trying to make a name for yourself in the industry as just one gal. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. And you, you you just kind of have to hit the ground running. I ran between rings and so much my first year shooting clients at WEF that I got shin splints because I was literally running around like a crazy person. Wow. So, but it was so worth it. And it was, it was crazy in the best way possible. So that's kind of, that's where it started. Um, Tell me a little bit just logistics wise for anyone looking to, photograph at WEF, let's say for, you know, the season that we're in right now for WEF 2023, what is the protocol? What is the process to become a photographer at the horse show or getting, I guess, the permission and the access? Yeah. So like most horse shows, WEF requires everyone conducting business on the premises to have a pass. So that is available to photographers as either a weekly or a circuit option. You pay a fee and um, they give you a nice little lanyard. I call it my fancy necklace. And um, <laughs> you wear it on premises while you're shooting. And they they don't limit clients. Some horse shows do. Some horse shows give you a limit of clients per week. Wes does not. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how it works. And I saw that you are featured as the WEF 2023 program cover. 
Yeah, it's really so cool. It's so exciting. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite photos. I I took it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite photos. It's like right place, right time kind of thing. And yeah, it's such an honor. I'm so excited to get down to Wellington and see it in person. I'm going to have a print hanging in the VIP area. So really excited to see that. So cool. You don't have to be in the horse world for very long to understand that safety is such a big part of our sport. Ride EquiSafe offers the broadest selection of safety equipment in North America. Their broad selection really means that they can be a brand diagnostic and really focus on what's best or most appropriate for each individual rider. They don't push certain brands on people. They really do take a look at the individual rider to find which pieces would be the best. If there's a piece of safety equipment that they don't carry, there's usually a very specific reason why. Ride Equisafe is the only company in North America whose primary business priority is keeping riders safe in the saddle. They also offer a selection of boutique equestrian apparel to ensure you're not just safe, but you're also stylish in the saddle. So to get more information, visit their website at rideequisafe.com. That's ride, E-Q-U-I-S-A-F-E, Tell me a little bit about the photo for those who haven't seen it yet and kind of like how you shot it, what was happening in that moment and kind of what it, I guess, what it means to you to have this photo on the cover. Yeah. So it was World Hunter Week, um, which is my favorite week out of the entire uh, 13. It's I'm a hunter girl through and through. So it was Hunter Week, and if you don't know, hunters take over the international ring during WEF, WEF 6. So it's right smack dab in the middle of the circuit. The jumpers are kicked across the street, and hunters are are front and center. So it was the green confirmation hunters. They had just crowned a champion. It was Lascano, um, who was ridden by Jimmy Toronto. He was standing outside of the ring waiting to go in to show off his ribbon and his win and get his picture taken. And I was standing on that iconic green bridge, just kind of watching and observing the moment. And the wind kind of picked up and I thought, oh boy, like this could be something special. And it just so happened the wind picked up perfectly. The ribbon kind of fluttered in the breeze and I snapped away. And yeah, it, it quickly became like one of the best photos I've ever taken. So cool. That's so special. And then at WEF, you offer several options for riders to get photos throughout the season. Um, Sometimes you follow a rider for the entire season. What does it kind of look like to follow someone from start to finish? I know it seems like the photographers at WEF are literally running around from ring to ring all day long. So tell me a little bit about that process for your clients that you, you know, maybe have multiple horses or maybe a, like a full team where you cover multiple riders. Um, Tell me a little bit about the logistics of how you do it. Yeah, it is. It can be crazy. Some days are obviously busier than others. So I always make a schedule for myself ahead of time using the show's orders of go. Now, as we all know, horse shows, it's a hurry up and wait situation. The orders change. Um, I am really honored every time that I am hired to follow someone around. So usually I meet them at the schooling ring and they're getting on, they're warming up, they're chatting with their trainer. I cover all of that. They go into the show ring, they do their thing. 
they debrief, they give their horses cookies. I'm there for all of that. And then usually I'm off to the next. Sometimes I have riders that are riding multiple horses a day and it ends up that I'm just kind of following them around on my golf cart, which can feel a little creepy. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but it is really fun and it's it's really special. And, and usually I can get everything in the right place at the right time. Sometimes it's stressful. I mean, sometimes I'm at, you know, the Grand Hunter ring and I check show net and I see that, you know, my client is too out in the dynamity and oh my gosh, I have to scramble to get over there. And yeah, it's, there are moments of panic for sure. Definitely. Do you have a favorite ring at WEF to photograph by? The Grand Hunter ring. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to beat that one. Totally. Um, you've taken many photos of horses and riders over the years. What would you say are your best tips to help horses and riders be photo ready? Not necessarily when you are doing coverage for the horse show, but any type of like styled shoot, what would be some tips that you have? Clean your tack and take care of your things. That, that is first and foremost. No amount of editing and post-production can make it look like you cleaned your bridle. um and and also groom your horse the the same thing goes goes for that as well um a really well-groomed healthy horse is just going to look more beautiful on camera than one who isn't as far as things to keep on hand fly spray treats towels you know all these things that you prepare ahead of time because horses can slobber and horses can get antsy if there are bugs it's good to have things on hand and I always have client guide that I send out before every shoot just so people know but yeah horses have a way of knowing when the camera's out and sometimes they're on their worst behavior so it's also good to have a sense of humor totally and you'll be at WEF for the full season this year what are Mm -hmm. you looking forward to the most Um, will you be competing or will you just be working what yeah tell me what you're looking forward to I will probably just be working I'm looking forward to really just throwing myself into this whole experience. You know, as we talked about, I have the honor of being the the cover artist. Um, and it's really exciting to be heading into this season. This is my seventh WEF. Um, kind of with that honor, it's like some wind in my sails. Um, I have some new clients this year that I'm really excited about. Um, and, you know, it's the horse, it's the horse capital of the world during the winter. So mm-hmm. what better place to be? Yep. Totally. Um, with WEF kind of always starting out in the new year, um, it kind of coincides nicely with, um, you know, any goals and the things that you set for yourself and your business for the new year. So do you have any specific goals that you set for yourself for this year? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think as I get older and uh, as I grow this business more, Um, my goals kind of change. So this year, 2023, I'm hoping to be able to travel a little bit more. I would love to be able to cover a European show, one or two maybe, and just see how things work over there. I would love to be able to go to LGBT Miami Beach um, at the end of West. I love it so much. I I went there for the first time last year and it was unbelievable. It's unreal. And I mean, what better way to like end WEF than kind of making a mini vacay out of going down to Miami Beach. Um, So that's a goal, just kind of adding some new shows to my roster. You know, I traveled to Wellington, obviously in the winter, and then I spent a lot of 
time in Kentucky during the spring and summer, which is always a favorite place to be. But I would like to see some different sites this year. So whether that's Europe or, you know, going to some shows on the East Coast, I'm really open to those opportunities. What would you say is something that you're really passionate about that you feel like the rest of the industry either doesn't talk a lot about or doesn't know enough about? I think that there are some opportunities that are starting to exist for people who maybe don't look like the typical rider or don't have as much financial backing as riders at the level that we compete at do. So like the Philadelphia Urban Riding Academy, Detroit Horsepower, Compton Cowboys, those organizations are amazing and are bringing horses and opportunities to kids and even adults in communities where they may not be exposed to horses. I think that's amazing. There's nothing like interacting with horses. And it's really cool to see organizations give those opportunities to people who maybe have never seen a horse or touched a horse in real life. I love that. That's so true. Well, Kate, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and and share a little bit about your story. I'm so excited to see you at WEF this year, and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. It was so fun chatting. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.